Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Book Sniffers. I'm Nick. I'm Lindsay. This is a podcast where we talk about books and book-like things. And this is going to be our first podcast on video. Um, as of right now, I think these videos are going to be exclusively on our Patreon that we're kind of trying to build up. Um, however, we might... YouTube? Yeah. I don't know. Right right now, it's just going to be a Patreon thing. I might just stay stay a Patreon thing. But um, So look out for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, let's dive right into it. Which book did you sniff? Uh, I sniffed The Right Move by Liz Tomford. Tell us about that book. <laughs> Actually, no, don't. No. <laughs> um, I sniffed The Cycle of the Werewolf. This is a Stephen King book I picked up at the library yesterday, and it was great. I'll yeah, talk more about it? it later. Yeah, I read it last night. Nice. So, okay. Um, what's this called again? So you... I live with you. And <laughs> yeah, you... we're also married. And so, you know, I hear a lot of the things you do downstairs <laughs> and upstairs. Uh, That's okay. not what I meant. No. Um, <laughs> what are you talking so, about? Well, I just, just to say that this book has been oozing out of every pore <laughs> that exists on your body since you finished it. You are... I've, I think last week we were talking about a book that you were obsessed with, but this has overtaken any book that you've ever, like, you are just, you cannot stop with this book. Okay, the book that I was talking about last week so passionately yeah, what was, was not a good book. Twisted Love. Oh, that's right. That was oh, like was a, a book that book. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. So it was totally different. This book was incredible. Tell us. It blew my mind. Um... They're respectful to each other. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you should read this. That's like the if first you're... thing. Every time I've asked you, like, so what did you like so much about it? You're just like, they're just like, they can fight. And, but like, you know, they still love each other. But tell us that. Uh, tell us more. Is this a sports one? Yes. Hockey? NBA. NBA. Cool. Oh, the Chicago Raptors. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because we live in uh, near Toronto, so our basketball team is the Toronto Raptors. Our NBA team is the Toronto Raptors, so it was like it's kind of a mind bender. It was. Yeah. The I was like, okay, I need to get around this little hurdle, and then we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, fill us in, girl. Um. So yeah, it's a sports romance. It's my first. No, not my first sports romance. But this was like Let's the first sports chair. romance that had a lasting impression. I'll say that. Um, he is a professional NBA basketball player, and she is actually a flight attendant that oh, yes. works with the Chicago NHL team. So she's the one that gets them ready to fly for the Black their. Blackhawks. Well, not in the books. It's not the Blackhawks. Black oh. I can't even remember what they are. Anyways. Um, she is so this is like a best friend's brother's romance um fake dating forced proximity all of the good tropes i would say um and yeah like i don't this is like rom it's obviously romance it has the spice but beyond that it had so much more to it like there's a lot of other dynamics that come into play that i really really loved mm. and the third, like, I find that in a lot of romance books, the third act conflict is kind of like a make or break it for me. Um, a lot of the times, 
they don't like the, obviously there's going to be a third act conflict um and what's I, your what's your typical third act conflict like what's one that you see most often and um, you're like don't like that conflict surprise pregnancy is oh. a big one um i hate it i hate it so much <laughs> yeah because isn't that just kind of like more forceful like hey we have to be together because look at this well that's just it like that's immediately so in most cases when it comes to something like that there's only been one book that hasn't had it go in a negative way but even then it was a complete buzzkill for me and like 75 percent of the book that i was reading i was like this is so good and then it immediately got to this it was like the red flag started going up and i was like no no don't go down that path and it did and then i was like ugh. but typically with like that conflict the man is the, Im- man. the man is immediately like you trapped me you did this to me <laughs> now I'm stuck with you and I'm stuck taking care of a child that I didn't want and it's like oh, okay. so yeah, it, it's like a buzzkill and then I'm like you know what I know that you're gonna get back together and everything is gonna like work out in the end but you're also still such a douchebag for the way that you handled that whereas yeah for real this was like they got mad like they were obviously very hurt and very upset at each other but she said to him, you need to give me, like, I love you, but you need to give me time. And he was like, okay, I'm going to do that. But then at the same time, he was like, I'm also going to prove to you that I do care about you and I do love you. And so it was nice. just, just little tiny gestures. Like he would still make sure that she had her coffee in the morning. Like he would That's nice. leave it on her doorstep and just like little things like that, that I was like, this is, this is how you do it. So you're like, I want to be able to just get pissed at my husband, and he brings me coffee. I love this book. Well, the, the, <laughs> it's like when you – how do I explain this? For to, to be fair, I buy you a coffee almost every morning, don't I? I buy you the coffee so today. So the thing I think you like about this book is it reminds you of me. No. <laughs> I liked this because even though they were hurt – and it was like a miscommunication thing and jumping to conclusions, they still made sure that the other person knew that they cared and that they loved each other. And I really liked that. See, you're rolling Sounds your good. eyes. You're like, No, Ugh. I'm just breathing. It's just, sometimes my eyes move when I breathe. Um, this was book two in the series. They're like standalone interconnected characters. Um, so I will be reading the first book, which is NHL. But it's not the same people? No, it's so there's... The first book is Xander's and Stevie, and Stevie is Ryan's twin sister, and this book is Ryan and Indy. I have to say the cover is very unassuming because it's um, not your typical romance cover. A lot of the romance covers these days seem to be... Is that the first one? That's the first one. I love the covers so much. Yeah, they're not... They're not... They're different, which I can appreciate because, you know, a lot of the romance covers... It's just skyline. And that's a basketball court. This one is the NHL one and then the third book is coming out later this year which I think is MLB oh cool Major League Baseball tackling everything single dad oh is that a good thing I think so nice all right so uh yeah because most romance covers um I gotta remember that this this is primarily an audio podcast but we've got the donut one there Here's a good example. Oh, there's like a, there's like a, (laughs) so this is like two actual humans. This is like a more 
photograph. This is cover. like a yeah. they're just embracing on the beach. Yeah, on the beach. Yeah, and she's wearing lace. Makes oh, she's sitting in water. They're sitting in water. They're really wet. Makes you know? total sense. In more ways than one. <laughs> Not really. I bought this on a whim. Did you read it? Not yet. Nice. But um, it's about a grumpy person, so you know. Oh, grumpy sunshine. Yeah. That's a trope I know now. One of my faves. Um. Because I'm stuck with my grump. I look like a sunshine right now because I'm right beside the window and I'm so bright. Look at my face. So bright. Maybe tell we should us, get the lighting uh, fixed. So I read Cycle... Oh, what am I talking about? Tell us about your book. The that book you I sniffed. sniffed. So um, the, the tasting notes on this one, one would be the smell of fireworks right after they explode. You know that kind of like mm-hmm. smoky burnt smell? I'm going to say, if you've read this, you'll understand why I'm saying that. But I'm going to say that's the, the tasting notes. And um, this is just a really quick novella. Um, so I read it last night. It's about a werewolf who... Is it a novella or a short story? Actually, you know what? It might be a short story. What's the difference? I actually have no idea. <laughs> I was just going to try and sound like smart because you mentioned that. Um, but so this is... Uh, um, this is about a wolf, a werewolf, I should say, that attacks this town every once a month, every full moon. Um, now, there's not a full moon every month, obviously, and Stephen King makes note of that in the back of this book. He says, yes, there it, is. He does? There, there is? is? Yeah. Every month? There's like a... Yeah. There is? There's... Okay, my bad. Well, just either way, in this... Um... Isn't there? <laughs> I don't we were, know. I was talking... Well, who were we talking about this well, with? The sun's coming out now. On the weekend, is there a full moon? So, in the back of this book, uh, the, the afterward says, Any dedicated moon watcher will know that, regardless of the year, I have taken a good many liberties with the lunar cycle, usually to take advantage of days which mark certain months in our minds. Um, An average full moon cycle is, is 29 and a half days. So there is... Technical. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Just to say he's he, he does... He says he does take liberties with the amount of full moons there are. Hmm. Um, but uh, so this werewolf attacks his town every full moon. Uh, it's just about figuring out, is this actually a werewolf doing this? And the people in the town kind of coming to terms with that and then figuring out who the werewolf is. And it was really, really enjoyable. The thing I enjoyed most oh, about this book artwork. is what I was just going to say, the artwork, which is by... Um, Bernie Wrightson. The artwork in here is really, really fun, and I'll see if I can pull up like a fun one for the for the video here. The picture is a werewolf attacking a guy at a cafe, and it's just really fun. <laughs> so I think uh, the story was really great, but the uh, some of the artwork in here was even better. Like, look, there's this is a werewolf tearing off a policeman's face. face. That's just cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, enjoy that. Does one. it make you want to watch that movie? What's that movie? Really- so this actually is a movie. Um, it's called Silver Bullet. It's not called Cycle of the Werewolf, but there is a movie called Sil- Silver Bullet. And um, yeah, oh man, the sun's coming out though. But doesn't it, I was going to say, doesn't it make you want to watch An American Werewolf in London, the movie that came out in the 80s that uh, has the most epic special effects ever? That's actually like great though, right? That movie? It's, the effects yeah. of that movie are actually fun. It's yeah, like, like it's the, corny, but it's like it's so like cheesy it. and corny. But then like the when he transitions into the werewolf, like the sound of his like skin <laughs> ripping and his bones cracking, it's like Ugh. yeah, it's awesome. Um, so okay, moving uh, moving on down. Like, how was your week? Uh, <laughs> your week kind of sucked. It was but, okay. Yeah. 
had a good week. Yeah, you you want to tell people about your toe? No. No? <laughs> okay. I broke my toe. Lindsay broke her toe, and now it's infected and gross looking. Thanks. But, uh... Thanks, yeah. I'm going to the doctor today, guys. It's okay. Thank you for airing. No, it's just, like, you've had a tough week. And, um, what did you, uh... What did, what, did you finish any books last week? Mm-hmm. Tell us. Um, well, I read The Right Move, which was... My favorite. That was my first okay. five star. Right. Yeah, okay. No, I was just going to say it's my first five star read this year. Um, then I moved on to Terms and Conditions, which was the Dreamland Billionaires book two. It was. Uh, Do you have that one handy? No. See, the thing that's interesting about that book, and if you guys uh, know the cover, you'll know what I mean, is the it's. The title, Terms and Conditions, and then the cover is just like green, and it's like a greenhouse. It looks like it would be like a historical kind of classic book. No. But it's a new... But it's a new... We were talking about this. It's a new cover. Oh. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) We're still kind of learning. Um, Um, But yeah, it's... uh, It doesn't look like it it is what it would be. So I think what a lot of indie authors are doing is they're coming out with the inconspicuous covers now mm-hmm. because the original cover is like a man in a suit whereas now it's like a man in a suit oh in a suit in a suit oh like a dress-up suit yeah because he's a billionaire for some reason i went to like some sort of like costume oh I don't know why. <laughs> um anyways yeah i didn't love it um it was just it was lukewarm for me it was lacking something i thought that his name is Declan. I thought that he was like a massive turd. Like he's in his late 30s and he is such a child. And he technically falls first for her, but because he is like so damaged, he's yeah, it was just it wasn't great. Right. I remember you saying that he just he, lots of red flags. Oh, right? it was just Red Flag City. Yeah, like I don't know. It was like so and then in like some parts too it was like uh, she works for him, so she's his assistant. It's a fake marriage because he's trying to fulfill the wishes of his late grandfather to, in order to get his inheritance. So he has to marry and have a child within the first, like within a year, in order to get his inheritance and become CEO of the company. Oh, I see. Um, so they've worked together for three years, and then he's just, I don't know, it was so weird. I don't understand the hype around these books. It was kind of like... Um, it's popular, too. Like, when we were at Indigo, they had stacks of them. This is one of those book talk ones that, like, Twisted Love, where everyone's like, you need to read these books. They're so amazing. And I've now read Twisted Love, which is the first in this four-book series. Is this a Colleen Hoover situation? For me, yes. Because, like, because I, her book's... By all accounts and purposes, suck. I have never read them. I but. read one book by her, and I will probably never read another book by her. But people love him, man. And, and now I've read Twisted Love, me. and I'm like, I don't love understand the hype. And then I read the like I read the first book in the Dreamland Billionaires thing a couple months ago. I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Like it was not a memorable book. Hmm. And then I just read the second book, same thing. Like it, I don't understand the hype. I did hear that the third book, which is the third brother is the best one he's still a bit of a turd but apparently he has like the most redeemable qualities you're so good at talking about books um okay like this is like every time we get into this you just like 
you're like I I feel like I'm so scatterbrained when I'm talking about it and like I don't really know what to say. You're really good at describing uh, what you like about things. Oh, thanks. Good job, baby. Um, and then I read Right Man, Right Time by Megan Quinn, which was a hockey romance, and it wasn't horrible. But I think what I hated the most about it is, so it's an age gap. But I'm okay. typically okay with an age gap because usually it's like a 30-year-old woman yeah, and then a man who's like maybe in his mid, early to mid 40s. So I'm like, okay, they're, they're kind of, you know, mature-ish. We're, we're on good terms here. Yeah. Um, with this age gap, he's 31 and he's the star player of the nhl team in vancouver which they're not the connects they're the ag- they're the agitators is, is there a legal thing there like you, you they probably so. can't say the actual name yeah that's kind of frustrating so this i feel like it'd be the... so much more like kind of fun if it was yeah wenger, you know? well this was like the so tell people about wenger who's that wengy wenny wenny wenberg tell people about alex wenny. wenberg from the seattle krakens krakens Just from the krakens <laughs> krakens what do you say it's just Kraken, girl. No S. Oh. <laughs> From the Seattle Kraken. Whatever. That's, um, uh, yeah, this is your new boyfriend. He's married, so. Oh, man. What could have been? <laughs> I'm going to get you um, a woman. What? I can't, who is it again? Alex Wenberg. Wenberg. W- I don't even e- really know who N- this is. Oh, my God. Which is crazy, because I, I'm a hockey fan. I, I don't feel like i really know who wenberg is how do you not know this is he new <laughs> yeah he's new um okay well Lindsay's gonna pull up a picture of wenman so no i wenberg wenberg sorry. his nickname is wenny just remember wenny wenny sorry oh, we're gonna get doxed now wait what is that word when you no not doxed um copyrighted no, I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> I'll, try and, um, I'll try and describe this guy as best as I can. This is him? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's walking slowly. He's got the no sock look going on, no socks. I don't like the shoes. Um, that's not the best one. No, that was fine. I can see what you like about him. He's not ugly. That's for sure. Come on. Do you guys watch those? Um, so I think like a, a trend I'm seeing on TikTok lately is a lot of people watching uh, hockey warm-ups and also the walk-ins because they're always wearing like suits and ties and this is him. Yeah, I got to say he's – this makes sense. He's a good-looking <laughs> good hockey player. I can, see, uh, I can see that being a thing for sure. Like Wenman. he – Wenberg. Wenberg. Dang. Yeah. See, that's weird. Why is his hair so perfect? He's on the ice. Not trying hard enough. Wenberg, you gotta <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all agree that's an attractive human being. Yes. Um, um, what were we talking about? I can't remember, but I think we were going to go on to... Um, so uh, there was a post on Reddit that I thought was interesting, and it was people's... Uh, it was asking what the best book titles of all time are. Mm. And so I thought I'd read off some of the, the top answers. 
and see what we think. And then if you have one off the top of your head that you were just like, this is the best book title. I just love this title. Uh, throw it at me. Cool? Yeah. Okay, so the number one answer was Atlas Shrugged. And I've never read this book. I feel like it's the it's it's a love hate relationship with this book for a lot of people. But I think the title you gotta you gotta say Atlas Shrugged is that's just like that's intriguing, you know. Isn't I read it? that and I'm like Atlas Shrugged, like the map. We're shrugging it off. What's happening? I'm interested. Hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> Another no. one was um. And this one, this is one that I thought was really, really cool. And it's called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? That is the title of a book. And that is the title of the book that Blade Runner is based off of. And I love Blade Runner. It's one of my favorite movies. And I had no idea. I feel stupid. I had no idea that it was a book. And I had no idea that the book was called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I feel like that's a book I would see at Indigo and be like, What is this? I want to know if they do <laughs> dream of electric sheep. It just makes you kind of... Um, want to pick it up and uh, another pretty high up there answer was i'm glad my mom died this is a more recent one obviously mm-hmm. by jeanette mccurdy and i gotta say i i definitely agree with this answer because i grew up in the jeanette mccurdy era but i never really watched any of her stuff no. so like i know kind of who she is but not really and so i think um have like not really knowing who she is just the title alone makes me want to pick it up it's such a great title you know it just makes you want to see what's going on here, I think, regardless of whether you know it's uh, a, Jeanette yeah, McCurdy it's or not. It's very captivating. So I think I'm glad my mom died is a, is a killer title. Um, it's also, that's like a, a title that's going for like shock value. For sure. For because sure. there's a yeah. lot of people that would be like, oh, no. Yeah, and I feel like it's there's almost an edginess to buying a book like that. Like, yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> oh, I remember you bought me that book and... I think I was on the phone with my mom, and I was like, Mom, Nick bought me this book. What's it called? And uh, I told her, and she was like, uh, what? I was like, oh, let me explain this to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I still haven't read that one. We have a copy, but I'll, I'll hopefully check that out this year at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was We've Always Lived in the Castle, and that one is by... I actually have a copy of that. I should have grabbed it. Um... Oh my gosh, I can't remember the author's name, and I feel so stupid. It's um, she she's like a very famous uh, horror author. Oh my gosh, guys, help me. Mary Shelley. No, um, can you grab it? It's right there. It's the black one, one the white one beside Red Rising. Oh, yeah. Um, help me, Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson. Oh my gosh, what an idiot I am. Uh, so that's just another really cool title. We have always lived in the castle. Just it's one of those titles that makes you just want to figure out what's what that even means. You know what I mean? I kind of like titles like that. Yeah. Where it doesn't kind of just straight up tell you, love is good. I'm sure that's the title of a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, do you have any off the top of your beat? Yeah. Yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, by Judy Bloom. Yeah, that's a great one, actually. That's a movie now. It is a movie now. Yeah. But it's a Judy Bloom book. And I loved Judy Bloom growing up. I don't know if I ever read a Judy Bloom. Well, I think Judy Bloom was to little girls what um What are the like what PJ, is PJ PJ Harvey? No, what are the like um Is my getting that right? Goosebumps? There's something 
the heart her hardy boys yes that's what i was trying to think of hardy boys that's it pj hardy <laughs> hardy boys is what i meant to say yeah so i think judy bloom was that to girls what oh pj harvey is what i'm thinking of not that i made it hardy whatever yeah hardy boys so anyways yeah i was big into the judy bloom books yeah you were yeah it was and look at you now shining okay um I feel like I'm looking at you a lot. Your microphone's going to pick up more audio than mine is. Uh, oh, um, uh, so, um, oh, if I had one, I was maybe, I was, this is the book I talk about all the time and it's kind of like um, annoying that I mention it so often, but I was maybe going to say Pet Cemetery, just because like cemetery spelt wrong and it's kind of like, why is it spelt wrong? And pet, like it's just a weird thing to even talk about a pet cemetery you mm-hmm. know what i mean so I, I thought that was kind of a cool title yeah. um it's an older one but i feel like if that just came out i'd be like i would very much like to know what this is about um and uh yeah <laughs> i was gonna say the count of monte cristo is actually kind of a cool title too because um, it's like it doesn't really tell you what it's about other than it being likely taking place on monte cristo island mm-hmm. um and yeah anyway so that's those are my answers maybe turtles all the way down to i'm just re- i'm men- mentioning books that i've read this past month but like uh, all right in front of you too. yeah well turtles all the way that's kind of a cool title right like mm-hmm. what the hell does that even mean and it, it's actually something that's explained in the book and you it's kind of like a oh moment uh, which i thought was nice for sure um so let's uh go on to uh your answer was way better let's go on to what uh we finished last week well i already did mine Oh, shoot, you're right. Um, so that's your turn. Okay, so I just finished Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. And uh, I really, really liked it. It's a book about a girl named Aza who has anxiety and panic. And, um, you know, she's trying to kind of find her way through life. She has a car named Harold. I think her car name's, car's name is Harold, who is like a character in the book almost. And uh, is like her comfort area and I could totally relate to that and she has a friend named Daisy who writes Chewbacca love stories like fanfic love stories um, and basically there what happens in the book is they there's this old friend that they have named um, named um, bah, 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 help me help me help me help me named Davis uh, so there's this old friend that they have named Davis who lives like across the stream, across the lake, kind of in like a richer area. Mm-hmm. And he's a billionaire. His father's a billionaire. So his family is super rich. And uh, they haven't seen, she ha- Aza hasn't seen Davis in a long time. But then it comes across uh, on the news that his father has gone missing because he's wanted by the police um, for something business related, like some sort of legal thing. Yeah. Um, and so there's a $100,000 reward for information to his whereabouts. And so Daisy and Aza decide to kind of paddle over there on a boat and see if they can find anything. Um, and then that's when Aza and uh, Davis kind of link back up and things kind of play themselves out. It's just a really cute coming-of-age story that I, I enjoyed quite a bit. And I love the uh, the panic and anxiety moments in that. I thought it was very relatable. And uh, the dialogue in John Green books are killer. I love yeah. his dialogue so much. So uh, it's so funny. He's good for a reason. His books are good for... A reason. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, what else did I do? Uh, oh, and I started reading Count of Monte Cristo. I'm about 230-ish pages into that one. Uh, not that I'm counting. And it's, uh, <laughs> it is, it is the, the hype is, the hype makes sense. It is so 
addicting. It's a really addicting story. Like, I, I just can't stop. Can't wait for you to finish. The, I've never read the book, but The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite movies. I've never seen the movie. And the so. movie is so good. Yeah. So I'm like really curious for you to finish the book. And then I want to watch the movie with you because I would love to see. Antonio Banderas? No. No. What am I thinking of? He's actually, I don't remember his name, but he was also in Angel Eyes with um, J-Lo. Jennifer Lorp. Jennifer Lopez. 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 Um, I don't remember what his name is. And uh, Guy Pierce is the bad guy. Interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, which I think is uh, probably helping my enjoyment of this book. I have no idea what it's even about. I had no idea that it was even like a treasure sort of story. I gotta um, figure out this guy's name. It's great. It is just really long. I wish it's. I, I'm using the book to hold up the camera right now. Otherwise, I'd lift it up. But it's. Uh, it is so. It's the. It's the longest book I've ever started reading by so by, a, by a long shot. I think Jim Caviezel is the main oh. actor. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. I could totally see that right off the bat. Dante. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And it is like it's. I think. I watched, I like the first time I ever saw that movie. I think I probably watched it like a hundred times because I was like, this is, I love this. It's so good. Oh. Um, it actually got really good ratings. Oh, wow, it did. That's not bad at all. Okay, yeah. Is it a long movie? Because this book is like. Ooh, I forgot that Henry Cavill is in it. Oh my gosh, who does he play? Don't tell um, me, don't tell me. I don't know if I know that character yet. I'll learn all this stuff. I'll, I'll the learn movie all this stuff is later. two hours and 15 minutes. That seems short. All things considered, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I got going on. And um, uh, we should also mention that uh, we'll, we'll get into... Oh, I guess that's kind of what I'm currently reading. We can, we can do that right now too. Yeah. I'm currently reading The Count of Monte Cristo. And also I started The House in the Cerulean Sea. Um, I'm just a chapter or two into that one so far, so like just started it, but it's cool so far. Who have you met so far? Just the just, Linus. Just Linus, the the he's not a lawyer. He's like an like the investigator guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who seems? What do you funny. think of him so far? I like him. Uh, he seems level headed and like a good person so far. Uh, so yeah, like Linus and uh, the very interesting kind of feels like almost X Meny, you know, a little bit. Um, okay. yeah. so at least like off right off the beat. So, uh, that's what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I am currently reading, I'm still reading a little life. <laughs> Are you giving up? I think you can DNF it. I think, okay. So I don't, <coughs> Excuse me. it's not because I don't like the book. I am just finding it so hard to be motivated to want to read something so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so that's where we differ. I just love sadness. I so don't. I like, and there's yes. a lot of, like, I know I was talking to you about this, but there are a few things that are very triggering for me yeah. um, and, like, certain friendships that I've had to, like, leave behind. So sure. I prefer to read things that make me feel happy because especially we already live in a world that is, like, doom and gloom all the time. Like, there's always, like, you know. Well, I think you could just DNF it, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll still do an episode about it, and yeah. like you can just we'll go up to wherever you got to, and then I can spoil the rest of it. 
Yeah, like Maybe I'm in the episode for you. We can we could do something like that. Yeah, I'm not. It's one. So it's it is such a beautifully written book, and yeah, it is. I I understand that as and I have so much appreciation for that aspect of it. My what I'm struggling with is that it is it's just, just so deeply sad. It is so sad, that and there's it's no like, like redeeming happiness. And that I'm listening. Like, like, it worth it. Yeah. I'm basically listening to like I switched to listening to it, and so I'm listening to it while I work, which is also making me not motivated to work like I kind of just like <laughs> sit there and I'm like this, aye, aye, aye. this is so sad well we should tell people too uh, our book club um so okay we got to mention the book club real fast so fable it's May 1st so we switched over to our next book um and before we get into what the next book is we have to say that when you switch the book all of the previous books information it is archived but fable hasn't released a way to access it yet but they will soon apparently so yeah. all of those all of those um comments and messages and reviews from a little life from april still exist somewhere and there will eventually be a way to access them it's just fable doesn't have a way to do that quite yet but hopefully they will soon yep um so but the next book is going to be the storied life of aj Furkey. this is a gabrielle zevin book Fickery. and fickry i always mess that up that's the storied life of aj fickry and um, I'm excited to read this. I love Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I and I love her, her writing is also yep. so good. Uh, and this, I by all accounts and purposes, I've said that phrase twice this episode now. That's my phrase of the week. Is uh, This is going to be a much lighter, happier... You're gonna, <laughs> I feel like you're going to like this one. It's two people kissing on the cover in front of a bookstore. Yeah, so AJ... They're making out in front of a bookstore. AJ Fickery's life is not at all what he expected it to be. He lives alone, his bookstore is experiencing the worst sales in its history, and now his prized possession, a rare collection of Poe poems, has been stolen. But when a mysterious package appears at the bookstore, its unexpected arrival gives Fickery the chance to make his life over and see everything anew. It just sounds like a good time. <laughs> it does sound good, I can't lie. And I, I thought that it was the the neat thing about this is it's a book and it has now been adapted into a movie, so yeah. we can read the book, and then we could even watch the movie and then like you know talk about the differences between it. That'd be great. I still gotta um I still gotta watch Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. I kind I'm surprised I haven't gotten to that yet. But yeah, that sounds good. So that's gonna be May's book club book, uh, the storied life of AJ Fickery. Um, Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I should probably just start this one. Um, so we're going to just move right along to book pickups, and then we'll probably wrap it up for this episode. And uh, we know we missed last week. Well, that's why we're doing an early week episode this week, and we'll, we're going to do one later this week, too, to try and play catch up. Um, and I think the A Little Life episode will probably be the next one we do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that'll be a little more special, speci- specified specialized anyway uh, so it was independent bookstore day last saturday Mm -hmm. and uh, i had a wedding but luckily it was a later start so i could go out and at least go to one indie bookstore and we went to one of our favorites city and city books Mm -hmm. you picked up i got two books you got two books what'd you grab um the first one that i got is the boy and the dog by seishu hayes i don't know if i'm saying that right okay um don't worry about it. No, you gotta put your hand up so it blocks your face. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to nice. read this. I've wanted to buy this book a few months ago, 
and it's basically it follows the journey of this dog Um, one dog changes the life of everyone who takes him in on his journey to reunite with his first owner um it just the obviously the front cover page yeah that's really cool captivated me i like that um but i also just really liked the idea of the story it was probably going to be emotional at times i understand that but it also sounds like it's a happily ever after so i can live with that um and then i also got sex and rage by eve babbitts um that's a title that's pretty good too yeah it was originally published in 1979 and it's about a a young girl moving between los angeles and new york city Hmm. um and i guess it's just all about you know sex and rage oops i'm excited to read it (laughs) i guess it's just all about sex and rage yeah it's gonna it's gonna enlighten me i think sweet um yeah, those sound good. Those are good pickups. I, I just got one. I, I can't hold it up because it's another one of the books holding up our camera. But uh, it's Caliban's War, which is um, book number two in the Expanse series by James S.A. Corey. Uh, I haven't started the Expanse yet, but I have book one and I'm looking to get into that eventually. So there was a used copy there of book two, so I grabbed it. Uh, my other book pickups for the week were I went to Kohl's, which is just like a smaller indigo, and tried to, uh, you were looking for, for dresses and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, and I was, I feel like I was walking around there for like an hour. It was actually kind of, kind of sweet. And I tried to do this thing where I was like, I'm not going to Google any books or Goodreads any books. I'm just going to b- pick some books based off the title and the cover that I don't know anything about. And so I picked three. I got uh, The Fairy Bargains of Prospect Hill by Rowena Miller. And this is uh, this is kind of like a book about a sister trying to save a sister who's about to fall in love with the wrong guy sort of situation in like a fantasy world. Um, I also got The American Roommate Experiment, which is a romance book about people doing it and uh, they're in the New York City and that sounds good. And I also got this book called The Couple at Number... The Couple at Number Nine. This is probably the one I'm most excited about. This is like a horror thriller novel by, by Claire Douglas. And uh, this is about a couple who buy a house from their grandma, who is now too old to live there. She's now in, like, a home. And uh, as they're renovating it or something like that, they they find, or digging or something like that, they find bodies. And so they're asking their grandma, like, what are these bodies? And it's, like, from 30 years ago or something like that. They, they find out these bodies are, like, that old. Um, and the grandma, like, seems to kind of remember, but, like, she's get, she's old. Like, she's yeah. she's not all there. Uh, and then this couple start to feel like they're being watched in this house. How and, convenient. Um, yeah, right. And uh, so I thought that sounded pretty cool. Um, so those are my book pickups for the I got two more. Week. Oh, yeah. Um, go. <gasps> yes. I'm excited so about one of these. So I picked – these were both two. I've seen them talked about a little bit, but I don't know anything about them. So the first one is Travis by Mia Sheridan. Um, That's not the one I'm excited about. No, it's not the one you're excited about. It's not the one I'm – more excited about either um i don't know anything about this i think it is a small town romance type of book um so yeah picked that up uh maybe it'll be good who knows and then um i really struggle because i've now had two situations where overhyped books have not lived up to the hype so i did a on my Instagram asking if I should get this book 
Priest by Sierra Simone. And the options that I put for the poll was ew or take me to church. So <laughs> I'm obviously going to church. I'm so intrigued by this book. Like, it seems so... The only time That's a the priest word. has ever been, like... Attractive? Attractive to me is Fleabag. Oh, right. Yeah, but okay. that's But that's Fleabag. So I'm going to... We're going to see. This is going to be a journey. And I will probably... Imagine if there's like a confessional scene. That's what it is. is are you serious? There's literally... He is a priest and he has become... I read the back of the book to you in the car. He's literally... Shoot, you're right. That's why that was in my brain. That So he's like, this priest, he's doing it because something has happened that has led him to join the priesthood. And that all changes when the delicious, sultry voice of Poppy Danforth sinks its claws in him through the screen of his confessional booth, and he can't get her sins out of his head. <laughs> like, what? Okay. That sounds great. And also... So remind me, because uh, uh, I don't know anything about this stuff. Is is it the are, are priests the ones that can't be married to people? Yes. So it's even more like yes. Oh yeah, that's great. It that's literally right says own. that he, yeah, like he literally grapples with. <laughs> yeah, it should be easy to put his impure thoughts of her to rest, considering the vows Tyler has taken. His name's Tyler. His name is Tyler, and her name is Poppy. Tyler and Poppy. Well, that might be one I want to read because that sounds forgive us very for our sins. Um, like forbid like for, is that is that the trope forbidden love? Uh, yeah, this trope? this would probably fit under that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's always a good sign when you take the book up to the cash register, and the person working pumped. the cash. She was just like she was really pumped about both of these. She was like, "This is like really good and spicy." She was like, "This." Like, she didn't even have words. She was like, this? And then she was just like, I'm just going to do this. And I was like, oh. So it's like one of those, like, really one of those books. Okay. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to watch you read that. You know what I mean? I feel like the the um, Priest is going to be one that I probably do, like, a, a casual play-by-play as I'm reading it, which is what I did with Twisted Love and Terms and Conditions. Yeah, you totally should. I bet. Because that's actually one that I think a lot of people really like to know yeah. Like to, like they'd like to hear your thoughts on it as you go for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to uh, share my thoughts because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna say that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, that was fun. Again, this is our first. Uh, this is the first video that we're recording. So if we seemed a little shaky, that's probably why because I was a little distracted. But I think it'll go a little smoother next time. Um, and this video will be available on our Patreon whenever our Patreon goes live. I'm not sure when that'll be, but it will likely be quite soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe even today. Yep. Maybe even today. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to go out sniffing the Count of Monte Cristo, which I can't grab because it's far away and it's holding our camera. Um, I'm going to sniff this, you know, just going to start sitting right now. It's going to smell like holy water. Right there. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Uh, so wait, do you have any? Uh, do you have any tasting notes right off the bee that you think you might be expecting? The body of Christ, Lindsay. It's way worse <laughs> than what I said. I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, 
I'm she's looking hell. at me for saying holy water. And then I'm, she going says to, that. I'm going to hell. It's okay. In a handbasket. Okay. Well, I'm going to read. The, I, I'm. Uh, you know what? There's no. I don't even care. Just, let's just step. I registered. You see, dude. Okay. Thanks, guys. I.